0: This episode of the MedBullets Step 1 podcast will go over the topic of amino acid catabolism from the protein synthesis subsection under the biochemistry topic on MedBullets.com. So as a quick overview, there are three possible fates of amino acids. They can enter the citric acid cycle, form ketone bodies, or become substrates for gluconeogenesis. Now let's briefly talk about the urea cycle. The urea cycle functions to degrade excess amino acids and safely remove nitrogen. Keep in mind that surplus amino acids cannot be stored. And as the name suggests, the urea cycle also produces urea. As far as the pathway of the urea cycle, aspartate and carbamoyl phosphate provide nitrogens. Carbamoyl phosphate is synthesized from ammonium, a bicarbonate ion, plus 2 ATP via the carbamoyl phosphate synthetase 1. Again, carbamoyl phosphate is synthesized from ammonium plus a bicarbonate ion plus 2 ATP via carbamoyl phosphate synthetase 1. Remember that this is the rate determining step of the pathway and requires N-acetylglutamate which regulates the cycle. And remember this is only produced when excess amino acids are present. So again, carbamoyl phosphate is synthesized from ammonium plus a bicarbonate ion plus 2 ATP via carbamoyl phosphate synthetase 1 This is the rate-determining step of the pathway and requires N-acetylglutamate which regulates the cycle, and this is only produced when excess amino acids are present. Nitrogen is added from the systemic pool via the alanine cycle. One turn of the urea cycle involves aspartate plus ammonia plus carbon dioxide plus 3 ATP which is converted into urea containing 2 nitrogen plus fumarate plus 2 ADP plus inorganic phosphate plus AMP, plus pyrophosphate, plus 3H2O. Remember that the urea cycle is connected to the citric acid cycle via the aspartate arginosuccinate shunt. Again, the urea cycle is connected to the citric acid cycle via the aspartate argininosuccinate shunt. So, under this connection, fumarate of the urea cycle is converted to malate of the citric acid cycle and oxaloacetate of the citric acid cycle is converted to aspartate of the urea cycle. As far as the location of the urea cycle, cellularly, formation of carbamoyl phosphate occurs in the mitochondrial matrix. Addition of aspartate and removal of fumarate and urea occurs in the cytoplasm. Systemically, the urea cycle is found in the liver and the kidney. Now let's briefly talk about urea cycle deficiencies. The common presentation includes hyperammonemia plus increased glutamine in the blood plus decreased blood urea nitrogen or BUN. The onset is typically shortly after birth, that is less than 1 to 3 days, and keep in mind that hyperammonemia intoxication presents with cerebral edema, vomiting, hyperventilation, lethargy, and blurring vision. In this setting, alpha-ketoglutarate is consumed and stops the TCA cycle. The two most common causes of urea cycle disorders are carbamoyl phosphate synthetase deficiency and ornithine transcarbamylase deficiency. So remember carbamoyl phosphate synthetase 1 creates carbamoyl phosphate, and typically a urea cycle deficiency secondary to a carbamoyl phosphate synthetase 1 disorder is secondary to an autosomal recessive inheritance pattern. The way to distinguish carbamoyl phosphate synthetase disorder from an ornithine transcarbamylase disorder is that erotic aciduria is absent in a carbamoyl phosphate synthetase 1 deficiency. So moving on to ornithine transcarbamylase, remember that this forms citrulline from carbamoyl phosphate. An ornithine transcarbamylase deficiency is secondary to an X-linked recessive inheritance pattern. And remember that ornithine transcarbamylase deficiency is the most common urea cycle disorder. As we mentioned, erotic aciduria is absent in carbamoyl phosphate synthetase 1 deficiency, whereas it's present in ornithine transcarbamylase deficiency because excess carbamoyl phosphate is shunted into the UMP synthetic pathway in which erotic acid is an intermediate. Again, erotic aciduria is seen in ornithine transcarbamylase deficiency because excess carbamoyl phosphate is shunted into the UMP synthetic pathway in which erotic acid is an intermediate. Treatment of urea cycle deficiencies are a low-protein diet, as well as benzoate or phenobutyrate, which chelate the nitrogen by becoming aminated. Again, the treatment of urea cycle deficiencies include a low-protein diet, as well as benzoate or phenobutyrate, which chelate nitrogen by becoming aminated. Moving on to ammonia transport, this functions to safely move nitrogenous waste from the tissues to the kidney and intestine in the form of glutamine. As far as the pathway for ammonia transport, ammonia is loaded via glutamine synthetase, where ammonia plus glutamate is converted to glutamine. This occurs in nearly all tissues. Again, the pathway for ammonia transport is ammonia loaded via glutamine synthetase, which takes ammonia plus glutamate and converts it to glutamine, and this occurs in nearly all tissues. Ammonia is unloaded via glutaminase, so glutamine is converted to ammonia plus glutamate. This is specific to the kidneys and intestines and low concentration in the liver, and this is induced by acidosis. So again, ammonia is unloaded via glutaminase, where glutamine is then converted to ammonia plus glutamate, and this is specific to kidneys and the intestine and also a low concentration in the liver, and this is induced by acidosis. Now let's talk about the glucose alanine cycle. This functions to transport pyruvate from the muscle to the liver for gluconeogenesis. The pathway involves reversible aminotransferase reactions, and that is alanine aminotransferase or ALT and aspartate aminotransferase or AST. So with respect to alanine aminotransferase or ALT, glutamate plus pyruvate is converted to alpha-ketoglutarate plus alanine in the muscle. Alpha-ketoglutarate plus alanine is converted to glutamate plus pyruvate in the liver. Remember that these reactions require vitamin B6. With respect to aspartate aminotransferase, or AST, this is responsible for glutamate plus oxaloacetate being converted to alpha-ketoglutarate plus aspartate, and this occurs in the liver. As far as the relationship between amino acids and alpha keto acids, alanine minus ammonia equals pyruvate, aspartate minus ammonia equals oxaloacetate, and glutamate minus ammonia equals alpha-ketoglutarate. Now let's talk about defects in specific amino acid catabolism. Keep in mind that all of these defects are part of the newborn screening program. So starting with phenylketonuria or PKU, this is the inability to break down phenylalanine, and these patients also have a decrease in tetrahydrobiopterin cofactor. So again, phenylketonuria, or PKU, is the inability to break down phenylalanine as they're deficient in phenylalanine hydroxylase, and there's also a decrease in tetrahydrobiopterin cofactor. As far as the presentation of PKU, you will have increased phenylalanine and decreased tyrosine. Again, you will have increased phenylalanine and decreased tyrosine. Therefore, these patients require tyrosine supplementation. These patients will also present with developmental and intellectual delay, Microcephaly, as well as a musty slash mousy odor to sweat and urine. So, again, the presentation of PKU involves increased phenylalanine and decreased tyrosine. Therefore, these patients require tyrosine supplementation. They present with developmental and intellectual delay. Microcephaly, as well as musty slash mousy odor to sweat and urine. So, PKU patients will have restriction of phenylalanine in the diet, although you cannot completely eliminate it as it's essential for protein synthesis. There is very strict adherence to diet during pregnancy for a mother with PKU, and these patients must avoid aspartame. Again, PKU patients must avoid aspartame. Moving on to maple syrup urine disease, this is the inability to break down branch-chain amino acids, specifically valine, leucine, and isoleucine. These patients are deficient in branch-chain acid dehydrogenase. So again, maple syrup urine disease is the inability to break down branch-chain amino acids, specifically valine, leucine, and isoleucine, and these patients are deficient in branch-chain acid dehydrogenase. As far as the presentation of maple syrup urine disease, this typically has an infantile onset, patients are normal for the first week, and then are progressive onset of symptoms. These patients will present with lethargy, weight loss, hyper-slash-hypotonia, developmental and or intellectual delay, the urine smells of maple syrup, and patients can actually die if dietary intake of valine, leucine, and isoleucine is not restricted. Moving on to alcaptanuria, this is the inability to break down homogentisic acid, which is a breakdown product of tyrosine and phenylalanine. These patients are deficient in homogentisate oxidase, so again, alkaptonuria is the inability to break down homogentisic acid, which is a breakdown product of tyrosine and phenylalanine. These patients are deficient in homogentisate oxidase. So as far as the presentation of alkaptonuria, these patients have arthritis, which is secondary to homogentisic acid that accumulates over the years in the cartilage. This is known as ochronosis. The onset of this arthritis is prior to the third decade. Alcaptanuria patients will also have urine that darkens upon sitting in the air. They may also have dark coloration of the sclera. So again, as far as the presentation of alcaptanuria, these patients present with arthritis, secondary to homogentisic acid that accumulates over the years in the cartilage. This is also known as ochronosis. And the onset of this arthritis is prior to the third decade. These patients may also have urine that darkens upon sitting in the air, and they can also have dark coloration of the sclera. Moving on to Hartnup's disease, this is a deficiency of neutral amino acid transporter. This leads to decreased tryptophan absorption. So the presentation of Hartnup's disease is pellagra, remember your 3Ds, dementia, diarrhea, and dermatitis. This is the result of niacin deficiency, because niacin is produced from tryptophan. Moving on to homocystinuria, this is the inability to break down homocysteine, which is part of the methionine degradation pathway. Causes include cystothione synthase deficiency, a decreased affinity of cystathionine synthase for pyridoxal phosphate, or B6. Other causes include homocysteine methyltransferase deficiency, and an important point to remember is that deficiency in folate, B6, or B12 in the diet can produce a less severe form of homocystinuria. Again, deficiency in folate, B6, or B12 in the diet can produce a less severe form of homocystinuria. As far as the presentation of homocystinuria, you can have vessel damage secondary to a DVT, atherosclerosis, and patients can actually have an MI before the second decade of life. Again, the presentation of homocystinuria can involve vessel damage that can manifest as a DVT, atherosclerosis, and patients can actually have a myocardial infarction before the second decade of life. The presentation of homocystinuria can also be similar to Marfan's, as patients can have developmental and or intellectual delay. The lens dislocation is downward as opposed to upward in Marfan syndrome, and patients can also be tall with long extremities. Remember that the presentation of homocystinuria involves increased homocysteine in the urine. Again, patients will have increased homocysteine in the urine. Treatment of homocystinuria varies by the cause. So for cases that are secondary to a cystathionine synthase deficiency, patients should have decreased intake of methionine, increased intake of cysteine, B12, and folate. And the treatment for patients that have a decreased affinity of cystathionine synthase for pyridoxal phosphate, these patients will be treated with increased intake of B6. Finally, let's talk about propionyl-CoA methyl coa deficiency. This is the inability to handle valine, methionine, isoleucine, and threonine. This is part of the propionic acid pathway. These patients present with ketoacidosis. Propionyl-CoA carboxylase deficiency has increased propionic acid, methyl citrate, and hydroxypropionic acid. Again, propionyl-CoA carboxylase deficiency has increased propionic acid, methyl citrate, and hydroxypropionic acid methylmalonyl-CoA mutase deficiency has increased methylmalonic acid. Again, methylmalonyl-CoA mutase deficiency has increased methylmalonic acid. You will treat these patients by restricting valine, methionine, isoleucine, and threonine in the diet. Okay, so now that we've gone over the major points about this topic, let's go over a few questions to apply the information and get a sense of how this topic has been tested on past exams. The first question reads... A two-day-old boy is brought to the emergency department by his parents after he started vomiting numerous times within one hour. His parents say that he was born at home and appeared to be healthy at birth. However, he has become increasingly lethargic over the course of the past 24 hours. They became extremely concerned after he started vomiting copiously, both with and without feeding. Physical exam reveals a distressed-appearing infant who is hyperventilating, and laboratory tests demonstrate erotic acid in the urine which of the following metabolites is the substrate of the enzyme that is most likely defective in this patient? And the choices are 1, ammonia, 2, carbamoyl phosphate, 3, citrulline, 4, erotic acid, and 5, uridine monophosphate. The correct answer to this question is 2, carbamoyl phosphate so this patient presenting with lethargy and vomiting who is found to have erotic acid in the urine most likely has ornithine transcarbamylase deficiency. The substrates of this enzyme include ornithine and carbamoyl phosphate. To quickly review, the urea cycle is the biochemical process that degrades excess amino acids and removes excess nitrogen from the body. It involves a cycle of enzymes that converts ammonia to urea that can subsequently be excreted by the kidney. Failure of this pathway leads to the accumulation of ammonia that can result in cerebral edema, lethargy, and death. The two most common causes of urea cycle disorders are ornithine transcarbomylase or OTC deficiency and carbamoyl phosphate synthetase deficiency. The two disorders will both present with elevated ammonia levels, however, they can be distinguished because only OTC deficiency will lead to shunting of intermediates that generate erotic acid in the urine. To quickly go over the incorrect answers, answer 1, ammonia is incorrect as this is a substrate of carbamoyl phosphate synthetase which is another cause of urea cycle disorders. However, deficiency in this enzyme would lead to isolated findings of elevated ammonia without a corresponding elevation of erotic acid in the urine. Answer 3, citrulline is incorrect as this is a product of ornithine transcarbamylase. Therefore, levels of this product will be decreased in patients with an OTC deficiency. Answer 4. Erotic acid is incorrect as erotic acid is not a direct substrate of OTC. Instead, it is produced because carbamoyl phosphate is shunted into the uridine monophosphate or UMP synthesis pathway where it is converted into erotic acid. Erotic acid is a direct substrate of UMP synthase which when defective can also lead to erotic acid in the urine. However, this disorder would present with a megaloblastic anemia rather than hyperaminemia. And finally, answer five, uridine monophosphate is incorrect as uridine monophosphate is the next step in the synthesis pathway involving erotic acid. It is not a substrate in the urea cycle, although it shares the common precursor of carbamoyl phosphate with the urea cycle. To leave you with a bullet summary, ornithine transcarbamylase is a urea cycle enzyme that can lead to hyperaminemia and erotic aciduria when defective. And moving on to the final question, A 22-year-old man presents to his primary care physician with a three-year history of increasing low back pain and knee pain. He says that he first noticed the pain in college but that it has worsened since he has started a desk job after graduation. He denies fever, chills, or rashes but endorses dark urine which he says has been present since birth. Physical exam reveals that the sclera of his eyes and the pinna of his ears have a bluish tinge. Which of the following mechanisms is most likely associated with the cause of this patient's symptoms? The choices are 1. Abnormal assembly of type 1 collagen fibrils, 2. Defect in homogentisic acid breakdown, 3. Human leukocyte antigen B27 positivity, 4. Mutation in the fibrillin protein, and 5. Vitamin D receptor insensitivity. The correct answer to this question is two, defect in homogentisic acid breakdown. So this patient who presents with early onset arthritis, dark urine, and bluish cartilage most likely has alcaptanuria. This disease is caused by deficient homogentisate oxidase that leads to a defect in homogentisic acid breakdown. To quickly review, alcaptanuria is an autosomal recessive genetic disorder that is caused by decreased expression of homogentisate oxidase. This enzyme is responsible for further catabolism of homogentisic acid, which is a breakdown product of tyrosine and phenylalanine metabolism. Excessive accumulation of homogentisic acid accumulates in cartilage and leads to a bluish tinge of all cartilaginous surfaces over the period of years. This is otherwise known as ochronosis. This abnormal accumulation also leads to the early onset of cartilage breakdown and arthritis in the third decade of life. A characteristic finding in these patients is that their urine will darken upon exposure to air starting in childhood. To quickly go over the incorrect answers, answer 1, abnormal assembly of type 1 collagen fibrosis is incorrect, as this describes the pathophysiology of osteogenesis imperfecta, which also characteristically presents with blue sclera. However, this disease would present with multiple fractures rather than early arthritis and would not present with dark urine. Answer 3, human leukocyte antigen B27 positivity is incorrect, as this is associated with the development of ankylosing spondylitis, which can also cause spine and joint pain in younger men. However, this disease would not present with dark urine or blue sclera. Answer 4, mutation in the fibrillin protein is incorrect, as this describes the pathophysiology of Marfan syndrome, which may present with laxity or pain in the joints. However, this disease has a characteristic phenotype of long extremities and tall stature. And finally, answer 5, vitamin D receptor insensitivity is incorrect, as this can lead to bone pain due to osteomalacia. However, this disease would cause generalized pain rather than isolated joint pain. Furthermore, the physical exam findings of blue cartilage and dark urine are not consistent with this disease. To leave you with the bullet summary, Alcaptanuria is caused by a defect in homogentisate oxidase leading to the accumulation of bluish homogentisic acid in cartilage and subsequent arthritis. That's all for this review about amino acid catabolism. Hopefully that was helpful. This is the MedBullet Step 1 podcast, a daily audio review session by MedBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for medical student education.